You are listening to Words from the Servants, a podcast produced by the Servants of the Word, an international ecumenical brotherhood of men living symbol for the Lord. You can download this podcast from our website or access it on iTunes or any other podcasting apps. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 to 13. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? seeing I've rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. And invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do, and you shall anoint for me him whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet him, trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves, and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons, and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his appearance, or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab, and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? He said, There remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers, And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went up to Ramah. So this follows on the incident or series of incidents with Saul. And the people had desired a king for themselves. And Samuel, at the insistence of the people, anointed Saul. But Saul, though he was tall and powerful and of an impressive family, did not prove faithful to the Lord. He disobeyed the Lord, gave way to the bleeding voice of the sheep that he was anointed to shepherd, and became unfaithful. And so now the Lord says to Samuel, the last of the judges of Israel, before the establishment of Israel's monarchy, a prophet, he tells him, stop grieving over the disaster of Saul 
because I've rejected him. So now go and I'll send you to Jesse from Bethlehem. And it's for this reason that the Lord Jesus himself is born in Bethlehem because he comes from the city of David, whose father, Jesse, was a Bethlehemite. Samuel then expresses some dismay because Saul is not happy about Samuel having pronounced the Lord's rejection of him and displeasure in him, and he fears for his life. And the Lord says, basically, take a, an animal and say, you're going to the sacrifice, and I will protect you. So he goes, and he invites Jesse to the sacrifice, and the sacrifice concludes with a meal. And that's why you have a reference near the end of the passage to sitting down. We will not sit down until you've made all your sons pass before me. So if you're hungry and you'd like to partake of the sacrificial meal, go and bring this last of your sons. And then David appears before him and he realizes that the Lord has anointed him because the Lord reveals it to him and he does so. And at that very point, the Spirit of the Lord comes mightily upon David. A couple noteworthy points about this passage. This is a kingly anointing, and it applies, first of all, to the Lord Jesus as the Messiah, to David as his forerunner, or as a foreshadowing of the true anointed king, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom the book of Acts tells us God himself anointed and who did great works. But secondly, it applies to us, because the Lord Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit, and we're anointed insofar as we're a royal priesthood and a holy nation. That is to say, we share in the office of king, prophet, uh, and priest, through our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ as a people, as a whole. And so this is an image of the anointing of this kingly figure. But the Lord Jesus comes in our flesh so that he can make us a kingly people, a kingly people also anointed by the Holy Spirit. And thus our second point for meditation, the Lord sees not as man sees, but according to what is in the heart. The contrast is between the outward appearance in the form of looks or stature, social or physical. It's not a contrast between behavior and motivation or feeling. The Lord requires clean hands and a pure heart. And the Lord says that what is in your heart will be manifest in your speech and in your behavior. It's a contrast between the outward appearance, all those things that are commonly criteria for judgment in human societies, looks and wealth and talents of one kind or another. And what's truly important to the Lord, which is moral, spiritual, it's the heart that then manifests itself in good works. In a season of seeking the Lord, 
Our aim is to have the Lord be pleased with what he sees in our heart. The contrast of man's judgment by superficial appearance and the true nature of the heart as God sees it was apparent in the life of the Lord Jesus himself. He was rejected by men and at best misunderstood. Our being remade in his image will be pleasing to God, but not necessarily to men. And it's as we set our hearts on God and as we learn to please him, as Paul says, that we become pleasing in his sight, not by virtue of our own strength, not by virtue of our own stature, but by virtue of that gift of God that we meditated on in Romans 5 that's been poured into our hearts, the Holy Spirit. This podcast was produced by the Sermons of the Word, the Brotherhood of Celibate Men, that is part of the Sword of the Spirit, an international ecumenical network of covenant communities. For similar and other content, visit us on servantsoftheword.org. If you liked what you listened to, please leave us a review on iTunes.